everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on another episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is Tony Willoughby, the CEO at Stellis RX. Tony, how are you today? I'm great, Jared. Look forward to talking to you today. I'm excited. Let's uh, let's dive right in. If you could tell uh, the audience a little bit about your background, that'd be amazing. Sure. Um, so I'm trained as a pharmacist. Started uh, practicing right out of pharmacy school and practiced for just a couple years in kind of the traditional pharmacy setting. Uh, what I knew early on from, from the start is that uh, I wanted to expand my sphere of influence. I wanted to see if I could not just work in one pharmacy in one community, but how could I impact a lot of communities? So I started taking progressive leadership roles at what was Target Pharmacy at the time. I spent 10 years there really learning how um, to lead teams and solve hard problems. And then after 10 years at Target, I spent a short, spent a short stint in the PBM space. And I went to McKesson where I served as chief pharmacy officer and, and that's where I really started working on what I would call um, the real mission of what we're trying to do with pharmacy here at Stellis as well, but trying to see how could pharmacy play a role in value-based care. I spent four years there doing that, and then I met the team at Catalyst Health Network um, in 2015. And one of the gaps that I always saw on how pharmacy could support value-based care uh, is how pharmacy could work with the primary care physician. And Catalyst Health Network had a large uh, network of primary care physicians and they were working on different value-based constructs and saw it as a real greenfield opportunity to bring those two thought processes together. So in 2016, I joined Catalyst Health uh, Network uh, first as, uh, as a leader of a pharmacy strategy then uh, that evolved into what is now called Catalyst Health Group it's made up of two organizations, our physician network, and then Stellis RX, which is our, our pharmacy um, business. And I've been leading those two businesses for the last uh, three years. Thank you so much for, for sharing more information about you and, and, and the company. Really appreciate it. Uh, around really what we want to talk about today is uh, wanted to kind of gauge your thoughts on uh, what a physician pharmacy integrated you know, team-based care model looks like, and then kind of sure. uh, go off of, of that line of questioning. Sure. Yeah, Jared. Um, I'm going to start by giving a story of, uh, or almost a caricature of how it looks, how that looks for the masses today, and then go into how I think it can be different, and, and we can go, dive into how we're changing that at Catalyst Health Network and Stellis RX. So today we've all been patients or caregivers or have somebody that we know with a chronic condition that we care a lot about. And if I think about that typical experience, a patient goes to see their physician when they have a chronic condition and they have about 15 minutes in the exam room. Right? And you sit on the white paper and you start updating the physician on what's going on with you. The physician lays some hands on you, reviews some labs, um, asks you some more questions, and in about the last 90 seconds of that interaction, he or she um, gives you some prescriptions. And the consistent question that they all ask in that last 90 seconds is, do you have any questions for me? And most of us in that moment said, not right now, because we've just gone through the emotion of learning something new. We've had anxiety before 
And we get to the doctor and there's so much in our heads that we can't generate a question in that moment. So we check out of the physician's office, we start walking to our car, and about the time we get to our car, all the questions start flooding. Oh, uh, I wish I could go back in time and ask these three questions. So instead of being able to walk back into the physician's office, we pull out our phones and we start Googling Dr. Google, and we get really scared with all the stuff that we see. And then we drive to the local pharmacy and a clerk meets us at the counter and we ask about our prescriptions and they tell us how they're not covered or they're too much or it's gonna take a couple hours to have them ready or it was written wrong. And if we power through all that, we come back and the clerk comes back and they have a prescription for us and they, they do the same thing. They ask us, do we wanna to talk to a pharmacist? And 99% of us says, no, why would I? But for that 1%, when we do ask that, they get the pharmacist and the pharmacist that's understaffed and overworked comes over ask you once again, do you have any questions? And if you don't come up with anything, they take the bottles out, they turn them sideways, they read the warning labels to you, hand it to you, and then you leave and get back in your car and you go home. And we wonder why people don't take medications. Because all they do is have people ask them if they have any questions and then never gives, those people never give them time to answer those, to generate those questions. And then once they have the time to generate them, there's not a path back to get those questions answered. So that just seems really a poor way to treat humans. And I don't think the physician nor the pharmacy clerk nor the pharmacist has ill intent. They want the capacity and the ability to answer all those questions, the time capacity to answer all those questions. The systems we built don't allow that though. Because a physician has to get to the next exam room, the pharmacist has to check the next prescription, and nobody is creating space to hear from the patient after they've had a time to um, assimilate and digest the new information that's given to them. So that's the status quo. And so our mission is how do we change that? And that's what we've been working on for the last six years of making sure that every portion from that last 90 seconds in the exam room when that drug is prescribed through when that drug gets to the door of the patient's home each month, that there's a trusted advisor that's fully integrated with the physician's care plan to help answer those questions in the moments that matter for the patients. So that's how I would character, characterize the current state and start to begin to talk about how we see and cast um, the current state differently. Well, that's, thank you for that, by the way, Tony. So like, how are you seeing it um, with the, with the physicians and pharmacists that you work with? How are you seeing that, that team-based care model? uh, You know, what, what does that look like uh, in your situation? I know you mentioned it a little bit, but uh, maybe we can dive more into it. For sure. So the first step is in that last 90 seconds, we employ connect connectivity solutions so that, if the patient is ready right then or within the following hour of being in that exam room, that they're connected to a pharmacist digitally. And when they're connected to that pharmacist, the pharmacist isn't just operating off a prescription. They're also embedded in a physician's EMR so that they understand what was the goal and the care plan that that physician had in mind. So they have full transparency of what 
the intent was of the care plan. And because they have full transparency, then they can work to extend the capacity of the position to make sure what the plan was in the, in the chart, if you will, is actually happening in the home. And once they establish that relationship and they have context of what the plan is that the physician had in mind, then they're gonna go through multiple steps to spend time with that patient, um, practicing mainly active listening to understand to understand the patient's understanding of what they heard, what their belief systems are, what they will engage in, how they want to pursue their treatment. And then they'll work with their physician partners to optimize the therapy for that patient. And that's phase two. So we've got a, a, a warm connectivity. We establish a go forward therapeutic plan. And then our pharmacist will work with that patient month over month on a scheduled basis to make sure that they have connectivity back to the physician. I use this example a lot. And, you know, a lot of healthcare, um, think about signing up for a gym membership. We've all done it. <laughs> we have all done it multiple times and failed at it multiple times. But imagine you going, signing up for your gym membership, and you check the box to get a coach along with you. And you go see that coach once, and then they say, here's your plan. Come back and see me in 90 to 120 days. How would, you, how would you perform in that situation? We're all human, right? So we go back to our old habits. So that's what we do a lot of times in medicine with our chronic condition patients. We see them every 120 days, 180 days. We give them a plan and it's all self-guided. So after we've initiated that connection point and we've set the plan and our pharmacist are following up on a monthly basis to make sure the patient's staying congruent to that plan. And then they're also available on demand. So going back to my gym membership, if you're trying a new exercise that was prescribed to you and you can't remember how to do it the right way without hurting yourself, you got somebody to reach out to. Or in this case, if you're on a new drug therapy and you're feeling a side effect and you're not sure what to do with it and you're in this point of, I'm either going to eject from the medication or start taking it on some way I read about taking it, you've got somebody to check with before you take that inflection point moment and make a poor personal decision. So it's really surrounding that patient so that they can feel really empowered and comfortable with the care plan that the physician intended for. So, so when it comes to the collaborative like technology solutions though, wh what is the role that they play? Um, you know, you, you you mentioned it a little bit, but talk us through like in supporting an integrated care model, uh, what is yeah. the role of, of um, the collaborative technology? I would say first is connectivity. So there's this trust referral component to make sure that um, the patient sees this pharmacist, this capacity expander, this pharmacist as part of the physician's team. And COVID did a lot to enhance that. We had this model pre-COVID but people would come from their brick and mortar experience with the physician and be a little bit hesitant to embrace technology for uh, the pharmacy component. And then when they started experiencing their physician that way in COVID using technology, then it gave a stronger acceptance rate of leveraging the pharmacy that way. So it starts with that connectivity, um, like we're connected here uh, on the video chat. So whether it's video chat, asynchronous chat, telephonic, so one is connectivity and referral. Um, two is information exchange. 
so that we can make sure that the physician and the pharmacist are working off the same plan. That's where a lot of confusion is bred. If you think about all the point solutions in the marketplace, um, the founders and creators of all those point solutions have good intent in mind or they wouldn't go and build them. But a lot of times you can have a patient hear one thing from their physician and then go engage in a point solution and hear something else. And it breeds confusion with the patient. So the technology also allows that making sure we're, we're working from the same playbook so we don't, so we don't have confusion. So information exchange um, is that one. And then scale. When we, when we built the original solution, it was very uh, labor intensive. Um, and, and there wasn't an economic model that substantiated that level of care. So we've had to leverage technology to autom automate the touch points that make sense and keep the touch points that needs to be personalized and relational um, and in a relational component, not just an automated component. So with these integrative care models, uh, specifically as it relates to PCPs and pharmacists, how, how does that improve outcomes for the, for the patient? So we measure our, um, our ability to deliver on our mission like a lot of folks attempt to do through the, through the quadruple aim. So we, we see a few things um, that we, we impact. One is it's a different patient experience. Right? The, the level of concierge service that our patients experience and somebody that listens to them understands where they're coming from, understands the connectivity and eliminates the confusion of, of the telephone game of multiple people working at the same problem from different avenues. So see, we see high retention rates and, and strong um, patient survey results. Uh, the second is a provider experience. So not only are we streamlining the care for the patient, we're also streamlining the the back office support for the physician at the same time. So the experience is elevated. And there's a lot of solutions in the marketplace highly focused on the experience. To me, that's anti, that you have to do well with that. Where I would say we're differentiated is that we see, once we have the patient and the, the physician engaged, we see fast follow of clinical, um, clinical markers, clinical tests, uh, quality outcomes uh, start to change rapidly because now you've got an empowered patient that's following the plan that the physician put in place. Our physicians are putting great plans in place. It's just that we don't always execute well when we get in the home. And then once we see those clinical markers improving over time, you see decreased utilization. So you see the total cost of care improve. And you see decreased utilization because you've got a more stable patient making better decisions. So you see less spend um, and acute exacerbations and acute consumption of um, rescue healthcare, if you will. Well, with Tony, as, as we start to, to wrap up here, thank you so much, by the way, for your responses and, and, and dialogue. Um, what, what's next for the company that you're really excited about that you can share? Yeah, so we've been um, LSRX, which we're, we're doing the full brand launch over the, over the next few weeks. For the last six years, it's been a captive service within our Catalyst Health Network. And we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot from our patients and from our physicians, and we've proven to ourselves that we can make a repeatable impact on the community. What we're really excited about is now we have the ability to go take this to other physician and patient communities. Um, 
too. Much like I said in my intro, I started off as a pharmacist in one pharmacy, but then I wanted to expand my sphere of influence and see if I could impact more communities. We're at that same inflection point here at, at Stellis now. We've driven results in one community that we're really proud of and, we, and, and through a lot of humility learned from. And now we're excited about taking it to other communities. So over the next 12 to 18 months, we'll start working with more physician groups that are working in value-based care to bring a like solution to them while we continue to refine it, continue to listen to feedback from our, our patients and our physicians of how we can meet them where they're at so that we can continue to drive strong results to serve more groups. Well, Tony, again, thank you so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast today. Really appreciate having you on and, and sharing your story and your company. Uh, wish you the best of luck and, and can't wait to continue to follow, uh, you know, what, what you're, what you're up to. Thanks, Jared. Thanks for the opportunity to share with you and your audience.